if all I do is focus on what something means and I don't think about how to live it out, then I'm misunderstanding what God gave us His Word for. He gave us His Word not just to know, but to live. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, in this podcast, we seek to answer any question you might have about doctrine, faith, practice, or even challenging Bible verses and the like. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, if you have a question you'd like Pastor Richard to answer, then just leave a comment for us below this video, find us on Twitter or Instagram, or even send an email from our website, straighttruth.net. And there at that website, you can find links to all of our previous episodes, as well as merchandise and contact information. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. Okay, our question for this episode has to do with um, really applying Bible verses to any context. So the question is, can I apply Bible verses to my particular situation, even though they were written originally in other, for other situations? So, for example, we can go to several examples, but one here, Deuteronomy 31, 6, Moses is talking to the uh, assembly of Israel. They're about to take possession of the promised land, and he says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So can I take a verse like that and can I apply it to maybe a challenging situation I'm facing or maybe a big decision I'm about to make um, that could have fearful consequences? So is that taking a Bible verse out of context or is it a right application of that verse? It all, it all depends on how you do that. So I can take any principle from any text of Scripture and make some kind of application of the principle. But I haven't even understood the principle correctly in, until I've considered it in its original context. So here are the people of God, given instruction by God about what they're to do, and they're exhorted to believe Him and not to be afraid. His presence with them will be enough. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's altogether good. You can walk in what He's told you to do, and you'll be safe. So be strong and courageous and obey Him. I've got to hear that teaching first in that context with what they were being called to do, but from that I can extract the principle mm -hmm. that where God has spoken, I'm on safe ground. Mm -hmm. Whatever He teaches me to do, sometimes it will be fearful to live it out in this world, but I don't have to be, I must not be afraid. I must be courageous and believe Him and walk in what He's taught me to do. So I can take the principle and apply it. You know, I think a good way to understand it, Josh, is single meaning but multiple applications. So it means what it means in its original context. That's its meaning. But now the application of the principle found in that can be multiple in how it's lived out. Okay. So um, th there is a famous passage where God says, if my people who are called by my name you know, will turn to me, then I will humble heal themselves. Their, humble themselves and I will right. heal their land and all the rest. And so you often hear, you know, politicians, but not just politicians, you hear this from any public right, figure. Right. If they don't humble themselves and seek the Lord and repent, these curses come upon them. So to take that passage and apply it to our country as if we're talking apples to apples would be a misapplication. However, there is a principle there mm -hmm. that where, where men repent of their sins, they meet with a merciful God. 
And I think about a, a passage from the, I think it's the book of Proverbs, which says righteousness exalts a nation, right. but sin is a reproach to any people. So now that's, that's broadened out. Mm -hmm. Righteousness will exalt any nation. Sin is a reproach to any nation. What's wrong with the United States of America? It is our sin. Mm -hmm. And so if God were to have mercy upon us and pour out upon this nation a spirit of, of humility and prayer and repentance without question, it would result in a kind of blessing upon this country that we otherwise wouldn't know. So to take the principle of repentance and mercy and apply that to our country is not inappropriate. To take Jeremiah 31 and to say, that's a word <clears throat> you know, for the United States of America, that would be a misunderstanding. So once again, I would, I would go to the earlier example that we used. I mm -hmm. need to first hear these verses for what they were saying to those people at that time, what was the situation? What was the context? What is the truth? Now, is there a principle here that I can transfer to my own life that I can learn from? This is what you're doing all the time in preaching, really, is we, you know, <clears throat> we're not in, I'm, I'm preaching through the book of Romans right now. Mm -hmm. We're not living in the city of Rome. Mm -hmm. We're not in the first century. But the principles found in, the, in that teaching are timeless. So this is kind of fun. So I want to throw mm. some other verses at you sure. and just kind of see how you apply these principles in a, in a pastoral way. So um, I often hear uh, Psalm 127 verse 1 kind of quoted with reference to the church. Now this is um, a, a song of Solomon, really. Uh, it, it says here, a song of a sense of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Right. And so obviously, especially with Solomon in the context here, we're talking about the Lord's house in reference to the temple. Right. Okay, but we hear this often as in reference to the church. So how would you maybe approach that verse? I, I think what the reason you hear it sometimes in reference to the church, or in reference to anything, really. I've heard it not only in reference to the church, but just in reference to anything. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've quoted it many times, and in my mind, as I quote it, it's not in reference to the temple, but in my life, it's in reference to anything. Unless the Lord does, unless what we do is an obedience to God, done mm -hmm. His way, it's vain. Mm. So, so understanding, as you just demonstrated, what those verses applied to in that context is important. Mm -hmm. I want to know what the house is in reference to mm -hmm. before I can get a hold of the principle, the house, the temple, not the church. But the principle remains, which is whatever man would attempt to do without God's blessing, without his instruction, without obedience to him, it is going to be vanity. That principle applies to a whole host of things. So, um, and then sort of in conclusion here, so are you saying then that this is, this is the best way to, to, or at least maybe basic way to interpret the scripture? Mm. What we should do is, is seek to grasp what the context is and then understand the principle and then understand how it's applied our current situation, how would you articulate that? Yeah, I think that's, you just articulated it well. And it is basic because there are other things you have to pay attention to when it comes to hermeneutics. Right. I mean, there are different genres found in scripture and there, there's language and grammar and all sorts of things you have to pay attention to. But yes, get a hold of the context. What did that verse mean first to them? People all, in Sunday school, this is, this is kind of a, you know, a joke that we uh, laugh at often, you know, in, in Bible study classes, you'll hear people say, what does that mean to you? Mm, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what it means to you. What matters is what does it mean? What would it have, what, is, what does it mean if you had never lived? What does it mean if you were not on the planet? That's what matters. And once I know what it means, 
then I can ask, now, how can I apply that particular passage of Scripture to my own life? Hmm. And that requires principalizing the text. Hmm. So what principles are found in this truth? But I'm not even ready to principalize the text until I know what it means. Because if I, if I don't understand that, I will misapply it. So is our meaning and application two separate things? Yes. They are. Yes. Meaning. What does it mean? Okay. Then application. What do I do with it? Okay. What do I do with it? And in fact, both, both of these things are necessary to a Christian's health. If, if all I do is focus on what something means and I don't think about how to live it out, then I'm, I'm misunderstanding what God gave us His Word for. He gave us His Word, not just to know, but to live. Mm. Uh, he means for us to walk in His Word. His Word is a lamp for our feet, a light for our pathway. Mm. We walk in the truth. So just to know meaning, but not to think about application, would be to fall short. However, the church suffers from much application that is really misapplication because we never first got hold of what it means. Mm -hmm. So to try to just do everything you find in the book of Acts is going to be wrong-headed. Mm -hmm. There's a particular era that's represented in the book of Acts. There are things going on there that aren't going on today. So if I just try to you know, make the book of Acts the standard for what we do in the church, I'm going to right. be misapplying Scripture. So I always have to hear Scripture first in its context. Then I ask, now, what difference does this make to the way I'm supposed to live today? And I worship God by applying those principles. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love for you to pass this episode around to friends and family, so please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can find it in the podcast app of your choice, but also you can find links to all of our social media channels by going to our website, straighttruth.net. You'll find links to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and the like. Also at the website, you can find links to all of Pastor Richard's books and merchandise and contact information. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, you'll find that at the website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org. <music>